This is Jeremiah, and this is So Girl Listen, the Paso Hills Farm Podcast. I am joined with my wife, Megan, and my oldest daughter, Thea May. This is our first episode in 2024. Episode three, though. <laughs> it is episode three. It is? Yep. yep. We did two episodes the other night. Oh. So, we are going to talk about our favorite subject. Yes. Well, actually, I kind of wish Silas was here. we talk about all the time. Farming? Uh, hold on. If Silas was here, he would talk about all the time. Well, yeah. he, he would uh, he, he, he would love to talk about how much he hates chickens. Well, yeah. All right. So we, can, we finished our last podcast talking about our lessons learned in our 2023 CSA and some of the things that we're going to do different in our 20. 20- 24 CSA. We sold our first half share today. Woo. Only 49 and a half left to go. Wait, what? Let's get those numbers up. Where have you been? Not here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thea, we are going to try this kid session. Kid, what, are you, what were you calling it? Uh, kids. Um, I don't know. The Corner. Where is it going? Corner. Five minutes. That's two. That's kids two. minute. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We're not putting baby in the corner. No. What baby? The, baby? the uh, Quincy. Uh, you are way too young to know what that reference is. So now, what do you want to talk about today when it pertains to chicken? It's hard to butcher. It's hard to butcher. Well, what have you you? Uh, no, let's start with what is. Your role with the chicken on the farm. What do you do? Feed them. And? Wire them. And? How many times a day? Twice. Yeah. What else? Um, Do you do anything else with the chicken? Make sure there's none dead. Yeah. When they're not supposed to be dead. Yeah. (laughs) You help catch them. When we're when we're harvesting them, yeah. And do you Anything help else? process them? Yeah. What do you do? What 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 have you done? I cut off the feet, cut off the head, and gut it, and um, package it. Yep. Make the labels. You make the labels. Make the yeah. labels. Yeah. Put the labels on. Yep. Damn! Why are we even doing this? I know they we know just do everything. <laughs> Put them in the cooler. Yeah. Yep. See, we're not needed. No, let's just. All right, we're done. All right, I'm gonna stay inside and pop my feet up for the rest of the <laughs> rest of my life. <laughs> I'm never gonna get up. <laughs> all right, Thay, you got anything else to say? Nope. Anything you want to tell our listeners? Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you need to cut that and use that for the, all the podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, all right, let's take Did care. anything exciting? Oh, well, go ahead. Did anything exciting happen on the farm today? <laughs> Do we find something special in the pasture today? Baby goat! Yeah. Two new fresh baby goats. Day or two old. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. Mama was hiding real good. Are they cute? Yep. What? They're, they're always cute. They're twins and one's a boy and one's a girl. Yep. We'll probably keep the girl. We won't tell you what we'll do with the boy. Nope. He will live a long and satisfying life, though. All right, Thea. Well, thank you. Yep. We'll holler at you next time. All right, let's get into our topic today, and that is lessons learned from 2023 when it pertains to our pasture-raised chicken. So I had a largely ambitious goal of 4,500 chickens. As you all can't see, my wife is over here giving me the look. It was extremely ambitious. Just a little bit. I applaud you for your ambition, though. If you didn't have that ambition, we wouldn't be where we are today, probably. So, I mean, we definitely have more money in the bank. (laughs) 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 So, I... So when it comes to our pasture-raised chicken, I, we, I took a lot of things from Polyface and Joe Salton, got his Polyface infrastructure book, and I used, built his two portable rooters, which I actually do like the design. There are some things I tweaked a little bit, but overall, pretty good design. Each brooder can hold 250 chicks and broods them for about, he says three weeks for his, bro- for his Cornish broilers. I realized that the Freedom Rangers that we are raising could easily go five weeks, maybe not, maybe, maybe even, even six with that square footage. Sometimes eight, but I'll tell you what, I do love those propane burners. Yeah. Th- those things keep that brooder. We definitely don't have to worry about them being cold. No. And then we, we rigged up, um, broiler waters. Now, one thing the polyface does with their brooding, I, I realized after I had done it, is they use nipples. Hmm. which uh, you don't get as much water splash, apparently. So basically because of how the Freedom Rangers were 12 to 13-week-old birds as opposed to the eight-week Cornish Crosses, that is, you know, you slaughter them in eight weeks. And the Freedom Rangers, you slaughter at 12 to 13 weeks. We had to build a total of 18 tractors to accommodate our 500 Birds every three weeks. Now, I will say this. Um, Polyface says they don't put no more 75 in there. I might put a little more 75 in there just so the math would work out. Because I didn't want to have a tractor with like half. (laughs) But, I mean, so I'll say this about the Freedom Rangers. They were comfortable. We had very good delivery rates. We There were some, some chip dates that... We lost none. I think there's three in a row. We lost none. They're very hardy. And when we did lose some, that was weather. Yes, it, it was, was. It was really that cold. Was, snap. Yeah, it was really cold. 
And then... I think there was one where I was really hot, too. Yeah, we lost a lot. It was like one one batch, we lost 45. Yeah. And that was rare. We did eight batches of 500. Yeah, it was eight, so it was 4,000. My bad. We now, some, I will say this about loss. So, there was one time the kids didn't water them. And we mm-hmm. lost 65 in the course of three days. And then I think it was the batch before that or the batch after that. You want to go into the very first batch? Well... Because you can't point fingers at yeah, the kids and not point fingers at yourself. So we had thought about doing a string of videos <laughs> saying how I effed up today. Yeah. And this, if there was one thing, this would go into those videos. This would have been number one video. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I actually ordered Sagitas, which is a dual purpose breed. It's a New Hampshire, cross between New Hampshire. Yeah, they're originally going to be there. our egg layers, correct? Well, I got them so they'd lay. We still have quite a few running around. I got them as a test run to see if it was true, how a dual purpose bird would do, but also to provide some eggs. They matured. They didn't mature like 18 weeks. But I'd ordered. I forgot how many I ordered now. Uh, they came in March. Like it was March 22nd or something. It was the week after. We started getting chicks the week after I quit. So back up a little bit. So in January, we had processed four pigs and I had got someone to help me scald them. And so we soak, I got pickle barrels, 40 gallon pickle barrels, and I soaked those pigs in salt. A lot of salt. Well, yeah. A lot. And so I. So we use said pickle, pickle barrel, barrel as a water as for the, the birders. To, fe- to feed into the birders. And, and someone did not, is not very good at cleaning. Yeah. And he didn't clean the b- barrel out as good as he thought. And so we lost like so 30 some chicks over the, the course of three days. The chickens got a lot of electrolytes. To Too much point. electrolytes. Yeah, we lost like 30 chicks. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was our first like grill. Thankfully, though, I knew what it was as soon as yeah, they were dying. That's consistently. True. We were able to. I didn't have to think, figure it out. I was like, it's salt in the water. Yep. Because I, I, I know I have enough experience to know that chickens and salt don't get along. No, they do not. Yeah. You want to kill a chicken real quick. Just give them a plate of salt. Yep. (laughs) They'll drown themselves. Yeah, they will. So that was, but then we did, I think it was a batch. I believe it was batch four. We, um, so what we would do is, is I take them out of the brooder, uh, you know, 250 in each brooder. And then we took them to the fields and I put them in tractor. I put them in two tractors because, you know, the square footage would increase because I had went off the three week cycle that Joe Salton had done. Mm-hmm. But again, that was a three week cycle for Cornish crosses. There were several reasons I just moved them into two tractors because when I need to buy myself more time because we didn't have all the we tractors. We didn't have built. all the tractors done yet. Yeah. Cause we needed to, I, cause we were losing about 20 time in the brooder. It seems a little high. Some, sometimes we didn't lose any. Some, it, it was little things that got annoying. Like we had the well, hanging we had feeders. The, yeah. The feeders, the, they would get inside and then it, they couldn't it, get back out. Yeah. We had the hanging feeders and we put on the ground the little 15 pound ones Mm -hmm. and they would start flying and get up in the feeder and then they just smother each other. Yep. So 
yeah, we we started putting troughs in there after that. Yeah. So I would take him out of the brood. I put him in the two tractors, kind of buy some time. And there was one time a weasel came through mm-hmm. in the course of two days, killed 80 some. Yep. Just bit their jugular and left them there. Left. That really pissed me off. Interesting fact, though, that that batch later was the only batch we actually processed all chickens on. Oh, time. Really? Yes. It was like uh, there was about four hundred. The huh? There was about four hundred left, and we actually processed that whole batch on time. Wow. Pat on the back. And we actually did something uh, on time. Gosh, you know we were building chicken tractors. We we built eighteen chicken tractors. That's it all took we us, did for weeks. Yeah, because one we got good at it though. It took. We did, yeah. We were we were doing batches of excuse me. There at the end, we did two batches of six, roughly, yeah. and. We got them done in two days. So we got, yeah, we got six done in two days, which is pretty good. But, you know, we built the, we built the building with the carport and the concrete, put all that concrete and put the walk-in cooler in the walk-in freezer and got power ran to it and got all of our, uh, poultry equipment hooked up. Yeah. Those first, Oh, those first poultry processing days, you know, you look back and it's like, wow, we were so novice. Mm-hmm. So for reference, we, it was, we processed 30 for our first time. It was like 25 and four hours or something with three of us. Three of us. Yeah. yeah three of us. So as opposed to at the end, we got it down to where me and you with a little help from the kids you know, they would move chickens around or something. We were doing a hundred in four hours. Wow. So four X. Wow. We're pros now. Yeah, I know. Right. So I was talking to someone the other day. He's like, wow, you guys did a lot. And I was like, well, part of it's our equipment. Yeah. It does help to have the right setup. Yep. So we'll talk a little bit about a setup. I I really want to do a video about this. Once we get some things straightened up and, you know, it's a little more photogenic, but I don't know how much more photogenic you can be, really. I cleaned up a lot in the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, so. But you know, we have an eight kill cone, and then it goes into a forty-five gallon scalder. Then we have the largest plucker that Featherman makes, and we were doing, you know, we were just doing cycles of four. You know, four in the kill cones, run them out, run them out, pluck them, skin them, and then we put them. A trick that I learned off of YouTube, I forgot which farm. It was a farm in North Carolina. He puts them in an ice bath as soon as he plucks them, and they're not eviscerated yet. So they're already starting to chill while you're waiting on your people to eviscerate. And that actually greatly improved our efficiency. Because what we were doing is I'd like do four. I, you know, kill four, pluck four, then put them on the table and help you. Yeah. And then once we started doing this ice bath, then we didn't have to worry about them drying out. And I could go through and, you know, be consistent and get them all pretty much yeah. done. And then I could come out and you were help. eviscerating and then you were eviscerating constantly. And then I would, um, once I got everything killed, then you, and if plucked, I'd come over and help you eviscerate. But yeah, what was some, what was some other lessons? I understand why people don't like the Salton tractors. Oh, I hate them. What do you not like about them? Uh, you can't get the chickens out. Now, I get with well, the Cornish with, crosses, you would be able to. 
but these are Freedom Rangers and you can't get them out of the tr- tractor when you want them. Well, we started, so we made those chicken catchers and they worked well, very yes. well. But that was a problem at the first. It was a problem. We had an issue with. And then I hate how the tops don't stay on. Yeah. They're not attached to said chicken tractor. They're their own entity. So they can easily be, you know, pushed off or not easily easily be moved if you're moving the the metal part. We had a problem with the kids there for the longest time before they built their endurance up. They wouldn't close the lids and the chickens would just jump out. Yeah. Because, you know, they're Freedom Rangers and not they fly. Crosses. Yep. Yeah. Now, I made chicken catchers, which it's something I probably should do a video on. It's something my grandfather taught me. I remember when I was little, you know, it's basically a shepherd's hook. Yeah. For a, a chicken. Grab their feet. Yep. And so I went to Lowe's and got some three sixteenths round steel, six foot section. I made a handle and made a crook. And so my arms are long enough. I can go back up in there and reach, get the chickens all the way in the back. Yeah. So that helped a lot because I've heard a lot of people complain about that. Because first thing that we did was, you know, threw feet in the front, kind of got them in the corner and threw them out. Mm-hmm. One time I crawled up in there and busted my head against the. That's gross, though. The rescrew. Yeah. We, well, we would move them before. We'll still. We'll give them fresh grass before we crawl up in there. But I'm thinking what we're going to. I'm probably, if we do ducks, I'm going to use them for the ducks. I've heard other people use them for ducks. Well, I mean, we already have them. There's no reason yeah. to get rid of them. Now, like, no, I hate them. The majority of people like them. And any issues that I don't like about them can be easily fixed. With, you know, a couple hinges. Well, I can tell you this. Well, th- this is annoying, too, is that they keep breaking. They, which, yes. of Well, course, I mean, when you have a one-by-two well, holding even, up a structure. Even Salton says that, you know, th- they're made to be light, not durable. But one thing I did do was I put a two-by-two on the right side instead of a one-by-two because moving the metal lid just kept breaking everything. Now, I did add a little bit of weight to it, but it wasn't too bad. And of course, you have to make the dolly. You have to have yeah, a dolly. Yeah, that's not an if and or but it's no. you have to. Apparently, I skipped that page <laughs> at first. Well, I mean, if I mean, you, have, can two be people, two people. If you yeah. have two people, but in all reality, it was just you because. <laughs> and thankfully, my brother's a welder and was able to weld me yes. one up. Because you know how much one of them things is if you buy something from somebody else? It's like. $250, I think I saw it was. Goodness. Uh, it, it cost me two lawnmower wheels, I think, yeah, which were so, $18. And then I actually modified but it. But not everybody has a welder in the family. So. Yeah. I, I even started modifying it, actually. Yeah. The, a couple little things because the wheels are too far forward. That's just to get to show that, you know, not everything works for everybody. You mean the Godfather doesn't have everything figured out? Well, you know, he is just a man. I will say this. Um, as far as price point goes, there's a lot of videos out about this. And the reason we, the reason I chose them was just to, I, I made a choice. I didn't want to sit out there and try different designs and they are the cheapest, you know? Oh, one thing I did do differently. I put hardware cloth on them, not yes. chicken wire, which we didn't have issues I think that with does that. help a lot with the predators. We started losing a lot of predators here. Well, we're losing a lot to predators here. Lately. That is because one, the kids weren't getting the lids on all the way. They were digging in, and two, they were getting up underneath it. Yep. 
Uh, they didn't even have to dig it. The thing with these tractors, too, is you have to have a perfect pasture. You cannot have any divots of any kind in your pasture. So you might as well just not try. <laughs> I would I would free range them and have them have a if I could do it the way I want to do it, I would just have the temporary fencing where you move it and you have a chicken coop with an automatic door that closes up at night and they're tucked in tight and they're in their little movable chicken coop. So one thing that, so eventually I gave up keeping them in because they would get out every little thing. So we just yep. started opening lids and let them run around. Of course, I don't know how many I lost predators, but it was whatever. It was there's no we, room in we the were not we were not yeah our, we our, our freezer filled up so it did we couldn't process them so I was like well you're gonna get more bugs but um, one thing that I noticed about the Freedom Rangers is that they would roost they actually would roost on top of the tractors and all that weight was starting to break some of the cross pieces <laughs> and so this yeah that's what I want to do next year because I love the Freedom Rangers yeah let's go into that more. After I make this next point, but um, with the Freedom Rangers, I want to do exactly what you said, and that's kind of a cross between what some other farmers are doing. Mm-hmm. Richard Parkins has a design for his. You know, he started actually he started out thieving the South and tractors. He modified it some, and what he does, you know, he's able to lift it up and he puts poultry fencing around it, mm-hmm. and he, he does Cornish crosses close similar to a Cornish cross. You know, when they'll go up under there at night, he'll lower it down. Yeah. With the Freedom Rangers, the Freedom Rangers will actually be able to go up into a slight tractor, or excuse me, a slight something to enclosure to roost in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to do, just put poultry fencing and move, you know, rotational grazing with the poultry fencing in the, in the I guess. So I'm, is that considered free range? No, it's considered pasture it's still, still. Pasture is not free range. Well, okay, so, so the definition of free range is that they have access to outside. Now that... Technically, don't pasture raised have access to outside? Well, so free range, <laughs> like in how commercial people get away with this, uh-huh. is the definition is they only have to have some access. So what they'll do is you have the big chicken coops. I don't know, you know, it was like they have a yeah. near your family in Augusta County mm-hmm. or how your grandfather, you know, yeah, raised chickens. Yeah, chicken house. Yeah. So then they have like a 10 by 10 area. Like with a little door. Mm. So that's considered free range uh, because they can go outside. They can go outside. Yes. So. No. And then cage free is basically they're not in cages in the chicken house. They have free range of the chicken house. Okay. So worry about your labeling. Yes. <laughs> and then pasture is pretty much, you know. Pastured is they have access on grass okay. that are rotationally moved, period- periodically moved. So that's gotcha. kind of the difference. If you shop local, you can talk to your farmer. Yeah, because labels are important. Are. They are. Yeah. I haven't I haven't published this one they yet. They can get but, you all the time. You know, me and my brother Jonah were talking about the definition of fresh. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even realize the what the definition of fresh is yeah. for meat. Do you remember what it is? I remember, but I would not be able to put it in words. That would be understandable. So the definition of fresh is the USDA's definition of fresh is that a product has never been below 26 degrees. 
So you're teaching the kids. What's the freezing point of water? 32 degrees. Fahrenheit. Yes. You put that caveat in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Math is kind of hard today, apparently, in this day and age. Apparently. So is 26 degrees less than 32? I believe so. So that would mean that technically fresh could be frozen. Could be. And then unthawed. Yeah. And then frozen again and then unthawed and still have the label of fresh. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing how that works. Another reason to shop local. (laughs) So you can talk to your farmer and about their practices. Because... See, you see labels, fresh, never frozen. Uh-huh. Frozen doesn't mean frozen. Frozen means below 26 degrees. Oh. Just, I'm just mind-boggled all the time. We know nothing is what, what they're telling us. Right? Well, it's public information. I mean, it's out there. Yeah. You can look up yourself the definition of fresh. So I had to sit there and look up every single little thing. Just so I know where my food's coming from and what's happening to it. Yes. So let's talk more about Freedom Rangers. Having so... Why did you decide to go with Freedom Rangers? Because I didn't decide any of this. I said, whatever you think. (laughs) So everyone does Cornish Crosses. The issue with Cornish Crosses... there's Well, there's a lot of issues with Cornish Crosses. So for all those who don't know chicken breeds... Cornish crosses are your typical white chicken that you buy in the store. I started to look into, let me put a caveat on that, certain breeds, certain strains of the Cornish crosses had to be artificially inseminated. There's a lot of different strains. So I, my biggest concern with this whole, you know, farming and stuff was having local supply chains. And one thing about the Freedom Rangers is they can reproduce. Mm-hmm. And other farmers have had really good dealings with them. Now, the downside is they do take longer to mature. So, the, you know. It's only like four extra weeks. Yeah. It? So, but it's 50% more uh, than a Cornish cross. I'd say it's worth it. I've dealt with both. Yeah. We, we help some friends to help process their Cornish crosses. Yes. And what, what what is your opinion on the differences that you saw between the Cornish crosses and the Freedom Rangers? Uh, the Cornish crosses, I would say, have a bigger breast, but the Freedom Rangers have more fat on them, which I particularly like for not just eating, but also for making bone broth and you know, have adding a little bit more flavor. And it's the yellow fat. Yeah, it's, it's not that, that yellow, white fat. It's, yeah, it's yellow fat. The Cornish Cross is, is, did have some fat on it, but it was like that white. It just doesn't look appealing. Also, kind of the Cornish, or the Freedom Ranger, rather, has the, the leg, mean, thigh meat's darker. Yeah, way dark. I really believe that's what everyone loved our, or loves our ground chicken. Yeah. Is that... You know, we, we cut off the dark meat, we cut off the white meat, and we ground it up. You know, we have some extra fat. We threw it in there, really made a good fat. It fried up really well. It does. That's my favorite. Aside and from the boom bar. So, 
and the Freedom Rangers, they the mortality wasn't bad, wasn't too bad as far as them dying. Had mm-hmm. quite a few die about already uh, around nine, ten weeks. But yeah, I killed. I still think I killed more moving the tractors than I did probably than just dying. I was very. I'm definitely. We're definitely going to do them in the future. Oh, yeah. and we had a local chef praise the Freedom Rangers. Oh yeah, because he was getting. Basically, small farm, which I would define as a medium farm size farm. He was getting their, you know, pasture raised meat, and he started getting our Cornish crosses with an airline breast cut, and he said it was really good. Yeah, he's pleased with it. Very pleased. And he still gets it. Well, I'm also, I also priced it 25 cents a pound cheaper, but they do really, he does really like it. They were going to add some more, but I couldn't. Match their price point. Yeah, that's a another podcast in itself. I think it's expensive. Pricing of chicken. There's so much we can talk about. There is a lot. There is a plethora of information and topics. So does that pretty much cover everything from last year? I think so. So what we're going to we can talk about now is what we're going to do next year as far as poultry goes. We are. I've kind of hit on this already. I'll hit on again. Well, we are going to raise some chickens because the wholesaler I've had a commitment on now, it's 15, 15 chickens a week during the on season, which isn't a lot. So you got to raise like 20, you know, in case you have some die and mm-hmm. other things. And of course, you know, we got to make sure we harvest them at the right size. Yeah. Cause that was another thing we've had issue. We had, well, we, we figured it out, you know, at what size, Body weight yeah. <laughs> yields a 10 to 12 ounce breast yeah. airline. And so we were able to finally get that down, which was a learning curve, but not too hard of a learning curve, thank- curve thankfully. And so what we're going to do this year with poultry, we're doing a different we're not poultry doing 40 or 4,000 No, I'm chickens. not doing 4,000 chickens. I think per, the, an issue with chicken is that it's chicken. Yes, it's better quality chicken. Yes, it's cleaner. Yes, it's healthier, but it's chicken. It might taste 5% better than what they can buy at the store. And some people are necessarily health conscious. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's um, the most popular thing that's looked for besides beef. No, you mean like for us or just in general? So, I mean, you can't just say it's just chicken because people do. Who eat it a lot do know the difference. Yeah, one of our customers the other day said, "Yeah, your chicken, your thighs and legs are a little tough." And I was like, "Yes, because we don't use saline." Yes. And he was like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. So you just gotta brine or cook low and slow for a little bit. It's good though. The it wings is. are good when you cook them right. They're delicious. I've actually have had people that are good chefs, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yes, your chicken is amazing." Yeah. And that's, that's, that's been interesting. The people who can cook or I know, I'm not to besmirch people, but I have, I have a friend who does curry dishes and stuff and he likes to experiment. And he was like, yeah, I took some Cornish crosses that I raised and tried it against your freedom ranger. And yeah, your freedom ranger was really good. And we both fed him with the same feed. It's just, it's, it's the breed. Yeah, it's a better breed. 
it, it may take longer for it to grow and a little bit more feed, but I, I would rather that than. And I, I was very, I was, it's like a 3% difference on the breast size too. It's not a lot. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing is there's more feathers. That is. Yeah, I guess so. There is more feathers. There's more pin feathers. You know, it's that four weeks further grow time, but it is what it is. But I, I am very, I'll keep doing Freedom Rangers. Yeah. So, so this year, poultry, we're going to do some duck. I picked out the breed. I just haven't figured out how much. We're going to put them in the chicken tractors and see how they go. Of course, processing duck is a whole lot different than processing chicken. We're so going to tune in next year for <laughs> that podcast. No wonder no one dies duck. No oh, wonder does. <laughs> that is one thing I did find out. We're going to do duck and we're going to do some goose. We have some experience raising geese. Yeah. We raised 30 some. We know that they ignore temporary fencing. Yeah. They ignore electric wire, they electric fencing. Yeah. And when your brother watches them for six weeks and come to find out they've been destroying the neighbor's lawn. That's a whole nother story. We live where they can get to uh, live on the lake, other places really yeah. quickly. <laughs> so, well, I'll go ahead and tell a story. So we had like 25 Sorry. and we were like, all right, I'll take one of my brothers. He lives, he lives over the hill. Cause they kept getting out and they kept getting into the neighbors, our neighbor's yeah. cornfield yep. and it, the corn was just coming up and they kept plucking at it and they were decimating quite a bit of it so we're like we got to move it because we cannot have this conflict going on so that's why they ended up over there i forgot what happened but some, apparently the neighbors were complaining or something and come to find out they've been over there for weeks <laughs> and they because they just went around they just, on the lake yeah they and they stayed on that property and yep. they just sort of now the gra- now i will say this going back about a year later their grass. I bet they have good. some great grass because when they were at our place and after they left, like, we had some awesome grass. Everyone complains about goose poop, but man, that grass comes back green, mm-hmm. some good fertilizer. It does. So, but so we, are we, we doing the Chinese? Br- the no, we're not Chinese? doing the Chinese. No, we're doing. I'm going to try this other breed. Yeah, okay. I don't have it right in front of me, but they mature faster, a lot faster than the brown Chinese. They have more fat on them. The reason we went with the brown Chinese because they're weed geese. I was going to try. They're weed geese, and they're also not bad geese. Like, yeah, they're, they're not, not going to sit there and attack you. Now, I've had one or two males protecting their flock come at me, but yeah, that wasn't nothing. <laughs> so I got a couple geese stories. <laughs> My brother hatched out five or six from the eggs that they had gotten when they were over there because they actually do go broody. Yeah, they do. they're actually they're good moms. No, actually, they're not. Well, they're good. Up until babies come out. Um, well, no, I was actually looking at the different breeds for geese, uh-huh. and they're actually below average. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Ones. But I thought they sat on the eggs until the babies came out, and then that was... We only had like two out of the 40-some we okay. prost- yeah, never, came through the farm. Yeah, and even then they went and incubated them. Even Audrey was saying that, my sister-in-law was saying that they had two, but they would get off the nest a lot. Hmm. But so they had hatched out like six geese, goslings, and they had matured. 
and my brother was done with them. And so they, they, now bear in mind, they have never left his property. They've always been there. And so my dad has a pond. He, you know, pretty much he owns half the farm. Yeah. It's about almost half a mile and a quarter of a mile. Yeah, but for in order for the, the so so hold on so the <laughs> pond is a quarter of a mile from my brother's house, but it's about two miles to tr- take the road. Yeah, and which so, is what they did. They yeah, took we the road them way. Up in, they didn't go the straight yeah, way. We, they went around. We loaded these five geese, which gosh, they were they were not happy in the dog crate in the back of this pickup, and he drove around. He dumped them off at the pond. And the next morning, they were back in his front yard. There's no way they walked all the way around either. They had to go. Oh, straight. no. Yeah, they knew exactly where they were. They knew where they were going. Well, I mean, geese have a sense of direction. So. They do. That just really blew my mind. Yeah, it is kind of funny. But out of the original batch we have, we got four left. We had five. They do. Thor, the dog, got into one. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, they're kind of funny. So the geese love come down. The kids do the chores. Mm-hmm. They'll come from the pond and they'll go over there. And, food. Oh yeah, they'll chase you down and get mm-hmm. try to get that grain. And it's kind of funny. Yeah, I like but my brown Chinese geese. Four of them. The four of them, not thirty. The thirty something. Gosh, that was so that loud. That was very loud. Good, good protectors as far as being. Yeah, noisy. The, if you want to, if you want a goose for your for your homestead farm, whatever, I would go with the brown Chinese. For that purpose, they'll let you know something's coming around. Yeah. And they won't attack you. And they remember who took care of them, too. So whenever I go down there, they always remember me. So I always like that. So long story short, we're going to try a different breed. And we got to put up woven wire to keep them in. (sighs) Because, yeah, they they just go right through electric, even even if it's good. Hopefully they don't go right through the woven wire. They won't. But what's funny is, so if you okay. Google, if you Y'all Google, heard it. <laughs> if you Google goose fencing, right? Uh-huh. They it's sell, a strand. Yeah, it's a strand that they'll sell. They say, oh, One keeps Chinese. strand. Yeah, that keeps Chinese geese, or excuse me, Canadian geese out. Yeah. Which Canadian geese are meaner than anything else I've yeah. been across. And so I was like, all right, one strand. Because geese don't cross anything that impedes them. And I was like, yeah, that ain't right. Nope. I want to thank everyone who's been listening to us. Oh, I haven't looked at the numbers. All five but, of them? Well, actually, it's more than 10. It's that more, was my wow, goal last okay. time. You know, 10. We did it. We reached uh, our goal. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to improve the audio quality. I've been learning some tricks. I talked to, some, talked to a friend. He gave me some, some software, which I did not come across on all my Google searching. I might have ran the other podcast through it already and uploaded it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds a little better. So yeah, we still got a freezer full of chicken. I ain't, I'm ain't gonna be buying to raising too many much more chickens. No, I could still eat it though. Kids might be tired of it, but I'm not. Well, you got a little time left. Let's talk about our pork. <laughs> what about our pork? Man, I tell you what, we thought we had some rave reviews about our chicken. Everyone's loving our pork. That's true. Now I will say I haven't really talked to. S- I haven't had reviews from people that have had locally grown pork, good good breeds of pork. It's all pretty standard pork if you get it local. It's your your massive I'd be curious to see uh, how well Berkshires and stuff well, like that. See, Berkshires consider artisan. 
They're they're not though. Well, they're not. They're not like the guinea hog. There's the, or even the cooney cooney. There's some breeds. I would say there are some issues with the breeding stock because there have been some people that have complained about the quality of pork breeds around here. And because they're your traditional pork. Well, I think. So Berkshire is considered artisan pork. I don't believe it. It's probably the low end of artisan. Well, I think I think it also has to do with the breeding that those Bur- quote unquote Berkshires have undergone. Yeah. Can be. There's a lot of breeds of pigs. There's a lot of breeds of pigs. I prefer the American guinea hog. So let's talk about the guinea hog. Okay. They're actually, short actually, and cute let's and let's close this up. Delicious. Do you want to keep going here? Thank you for listening about our chicken. So our CSA went live today yes. again. It's we're doing it slightly different. It's three hundred dollars for the regular size produce assortment, one hundred and eighty for the small size. We are still working on getting some pickups finalized. I need need, need to finalize them. We need a farmer's market, some other things, but the regions are pretty much going to stay the same. We'll still have some drop-offs in Roanoke, Vinton, Bonita, the farm, Rocky Mount. I need to figure out about one in Rocky Mount, which it's one of those announcements, like I put in the newsletter, it's one of those announcements that I can't say because they don't even know when they're going to open. Yeah. So It's exciting, though. Yeah, I really want to talk about it. Hopefully, if it ever comes out, yeah, if we've you're been listening, about it for you a year. think you know you you know who you are. He ain't gonna listen to this. He's <laughs> us, a big shot. Us low lives. Yeah, us low lives of the podcast. Well, if you're listening, Simon, <laughs> sign up for our CSA. Mm-hmm. I really want to sell that thing out. I think it would be very encouraging. Put a little wind under our wings. I, I applaud your ambition. <laughs> We'll 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 grow for everyone that signs up. We'll grow it. Yeah, that's the contract. Yep. So we're good for our word. If two people grow it, then or if two people up. sign up, then I guess Megan gets her kitchen garden back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but no, I think I think we'll get. I mean, I first signed up with someone we hadn't know yet, so I think we'll get half of the people back from last year. Okay, so up to seven. With maybe a handful more is my so prediction. So you're thinking like 15? Yeah, that's what I, that's my prediction. Hey, I'm shooting uh, low, so when we go higher. There was, I forgot his name. It, he made a no-till book. His first CSA year was 45 45 shares. people? Yeah. Golly. What are we doing wrong? I have no idea. Well, I will say this, though. A lot of people in our region aren't familiar with the CSA model. And I have seen some other farms over the years try to do CSAs, and they no longer do CSAs. Hmm. Maybe that's why we're doing wrong. We're doing a CSA. Well, trying, you know, things yeah. like this, for, well, trying to put more content. Try one more year, and if that doesn't work, then we'll run the next thing, I guess. All right. Social media influencer. There you go. Because I do want to put a tidbit about this. Yeah, I was complaining today to you. Because I've been doing, learning about podcasting, 
audio editing. Uh, I built the website. So, I mean, it is WordPress. It's not coding, but I mean, I'm still, it's, you still got all these things you can learn. You got to learn. And now, you know, really diving into social media and how to utilize effectively all the different platforms. And I'm just like, I didn't know I needed to be an IT guy to be a farmer. Yeah, that's probably why a lot of farmers aren't super successful because they don't got that kind of time to put into computer stuff. I will notice this. So some of the bigger, I should say bigger, yeah, they're bigger than me, farms in like Virginia, mm-hmm. kind of north, up near Northern Virginia, yeah. I've noticed they have like 10 blogs when they first open their website and they quit. Yeah. So they're only doing that for content. Yeah. For searchable content. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's what I well, why we've been doing, just trying to pump out content because it's searchable content. Yes. It's kind of sad that you just got to put out stuff on your website just so Google can search it so people can find it. Well, sometimes you got to. That's how it works, right? Play their game. But I want to thank you all for listening. And subscribe, like. I always hate when people say that on end of podcast, but everyone does it. So apparently there's some importance. It's all Paso Hills. I don't think it, anything's different, right? So girl, listen. So, well, the podcast is different, but Facebook. Yeah, it's Paso Hills. I, uh, we're up to nine or 10 social media. Yeah, I don't know the other ones. I only know the basics. Paso Hills, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, Nextdoor. I signed LinkedIn. I did Reddit today. We're on iHeart, Spotify, Patreon, Apple Podcast, which a lot of those you just have to sign up. You know, you, you connect all the dots and then it's, you know, you just sit back and it yeah. connects all itself. That's it, folks. Yep. Thank you all for listening to Jeremiah Rambling and Megan giving me the stare. Yeah, it's a good thing that this isn't uh, recorded via video. Hey, maybe one day we can get you a calendar and you can have a six-day controversy about it. <laughs> In my NPR voice, this is So Gross and uh, Basil Hills Farm Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Basil Hills Farm Podcast.